Welcome to the Antu's Archive. You have selected historical file number 28, The Animatrix. Yeah. We just released episode 27. Oh man, we are recording. We're going to edit this very one this close week. To live. Yeah. Well, no, we we're oh, going to release this one right. before we release the other one. Right, right, right. The other one. Yeah. Hey, hey listen. We're trying to be topical. Yeah, we're trying to we're trying desperately to be topical. I know most people have seen um the 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 movie we're trying yeah. to be topical with at this point and the new yeah the new matrix that's what i meant which came out a month ago when this releases topical hey but time isn't real and um it's better than nothing you know what listener that's all i gotta say to you be grateful anyway this is on two's podcast <laughs> oh right i'm, I'm will <laughs> i'll, uh, I'll and... edit that in post so that i'm not speaking over you <laughs> <laughs> uh Anyway, uh, yeah, we watched the Animatrix. We did today, and uh, we're, you know, being we're, like we said, we're being topical with the new Matrix movie. Yeah, Matrix Resurrections. Resurrections. Which I guess we can talk about that before we get into the Animatrix. You sure um, can. I haven't seen it yet. I. Oh, you didn't want? You didn't see it? Mm-mm. No. Oh, not all right. Yet. You should. It, you should it's very good well i was gonna watch it with a bunch of friends and then omicron fucking um divided us like yeah, a, like a hot threw knife. An enormous wrench into those plans and so two of my friends went and watched animatrix or not uh went and watched resurrection uh like yeah i think it was friday and and i was just like really want to go to this don't feel good about not not going don't feel good about going but uh wait go like see it in theaters no just like go hang out at their house and watch it together but oh like, all right you know i live with a bunch of people and so navigating yeah it's really difficult anyway um well, you can you could watch it with all the people you live with that's actually that's actually the plan thing it's a pleasant and yeah. fun idea. But we're watching The Green Knight tonight, which I also haven't seen. I'm very excited about. Oh, I haven't seen that either. Yeah. I, I need to. Is that... What service is that on? Um, I don't remember. Or is that like a VOD? Once again, gotta pay I, live, for it. I live a communal lifestyle, and between me and all of the people that um, I share my accounts with, we have access to every streaming service, basically, and so I don't. Uh, I don't keep track anymore. I just the first thing oh, that I do yeah. is I, I just, just type into Google where to where to watch whatever, I, and I, I assume it'll whenever come up on it's something. like whenever it's VOD, I feel really stupid though. Like even though it's it's four bucks, like it's it, as much as I would spend on like a coffee, yeah, to watch you know fucking Benedetta or some <laughs> other movie that I've been waiting for for quite a while, but I still feel like an idiot paying four bucks to just watch something in my own home well you feel like an idiot because you're also paying for as are we like you know what yeah, what is it total for... up to like 45 or 60 dollars a month for all the other yeah, bullshit services like yeah so i mean it does like we knew that this is going to happen right of just like cable being replaced by all of these services that would once again become cable but on the internet and like we all knew that this was going to happen but i didn't expect it to Pretty be much. so soon i don't know yeah whatever it just sucks that there's like like there's so many cartoon network shows and like um like adult swim shows that i would want to watch but yeah. they aren't putting them on hbo max they're putting them elsewhere and it's like what are we even doing and it was like what, that what was the happening? deal hey hey, yeah. hey guys i've got <laughs> like this service bought, because this was the deal turner <laughs> like like you have turner in just in a general sense yeah and man ain't that the problem with capitalism is that you expect the mergers to at least simplify the software services that you need to sort of right? work into your conglomeration it, of a life it just makes it more and more complicated every single time they somehow look at this and are like what if we made another service this one's called hbo um run is that good <laughs> I still try to log into HBO Go instead of HBO Max every time. 
Ugh. Like, now you have... So I still have a Verve account, despite the fact that all of the other services on there, aside from Crunchyroll and, like, one other service, are just gone from it. Yeah. Cancel your um, Verve account. But I think just I paid for a year. Oh, man. Yeah. But, like, I have that and a Funimation account. Oh, man. And Funimation bought Crunchyroll. <laughs> which which but owns they still haven't, like... <laughs> Yeah, they still haven't merged anything. Well, and it's even worse it's... because Funimation used to be on Verve when it started. And now it's... Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't. Well, God. yeah, Verve used to be, like, cool. There were, there were times where, like, there was an era where it had Shudder on there. Yeah. And it kept going, like, kind of downhill have Quibi on there? from there. <laughs> For, like, a brief no, period Qu- of time. Quibi, wa- <laughs> Quibi was its own thing. Quibi no, was, like, I just did it. I just remember being able to watch um, uh, the Mabam Bam show on there, which was only on Quibi, right? Oh, no, that's, um, oh, that wasn't Quibi. That was uh, CISO. CISO. It had CISO they, on there. And they didn't, they didn't have CISO on there. They bought a bunch of CISO shows after CISO went out of business. Oh, this is even more confusing. See? Um, yeah. This, um. I shouldn't have to know all this shit. My my biggest this I'm gonna just get this out of the way. My biggest problem with the Matrix properties is that it does truly fail to convey the the modern horrors of our dystopia. And I don't know if they fix that in Resurrection, um, but um, it is oh, rather no, the, the unimaginative. Fir- the first half of it, the first half of it is almost this exact discussion that we're having. That's amazing. Okay, um, great. <laughs> Because, you know, like, I get it. The The problems of the 90s, we can talk about the original Matrix for five seconds. Uh, the problems of the original 90s are very different from the problems of today. And they've um, accelerated so quickly. And that's the problem with so making, like, like, future media, right? Is that the future changes so quickly that by the time that you, like, are looking back at the original production, you're like, it's so much worse than that, guys. Yeah. everybody everybody's looking back at the matrix now and being like if i could just have like a shitty job that i only had to work nine to five and i like actually had my own apartment and like i could afford an apartment and have like i fucking go to clubs and stuff yeah and have like, like a if cool i could computer, afford that yeah that'd be, that'd be awesome man yeah the matrix the, the matrix that they that they're trying to escape from because it's shitty looks really nice actually right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> I wish everything was green tinted, just <laughs> slightly. I know I could get glasses, but um, yeah. Anyway, so let's uh, let's, let's talk about the actual thing we in. watched. Yeah. yeah. So the Animatrix, uh, two thousand three. I I think it was just released straight to video. Um, I don't know. I watched it when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. It had uh, yeah, because the Matrix was just the coolest shit. Right. Yeah, just the, the coolest shit by far. It's funny. I actually watched the Animatrix before I watched the fir- the, the first Matrix, just by like oh, happenstance, wow. because my public library happened to have the Animatrix. And when I was a kid, I didn't like watching movies generally, but I really liked watching animated shit. And so um, I saw that came up and I was like, huh, I've always wanted to watch the Matrix, but haven't gotten around to it. But here's yeah. this thing. I wonder what this is. And I was like, what? <laughs> what, what's going on <laughs> like wait why is this robot smashing this guy's head yes yeah. <laughs> it was intense um but yeah it uh it was interesting i hadn't watched it since since that time like in i think like 2007 or so it was it was interesting coming back to it with uh not just my own personal lenses having you know expanded and changed throughout time but also the world changing so much yeah definitely and, and that's kind of what the new the new mm-hmm. matrix is like that's sick as hell I'm, I'm very glad to hear that and very yeah. excited to watch it so uh the second renaissance is the first uh and second God, part that's yeah <laughs> first and second part is second renaissance it's it's perfect um, I was like halfway through the sentence and I'm just like, does that, is that really confusing? Maybe. Perhaps. So we talked to, this is like, we exchanged 
15 words about this in between watching it and uh and talking about it now and um I, i think the only thing that we addressed is that i didn't like this and you did Tell me about it. So I liked it as a quasi-historical document. Yeah. And just like a lot of these kaleidoscopy visuals, I enjoy those in a general sense. Oh, those and were then, sweet. Those um, were awesome. It had very, very good blending of 2D and 3D. Like with better that. than you see in a lot of modern anime. <laughs> Frankly, better than you see in a lot of the rest of these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, genuinely. <laughs> Um, no, I thought the animation I looked up, was great. Yeah, I looked up the editor, uh, or the God editor, fucking t- director. Yeah, it's uh, Mahiro Maeda, mm-hmm. who uh, was the key animator on Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.01 Thrice Upon a Time, and oh. uh, One Punch Man. That's really interesting. Evangelion 3.0, you cannot redo. Evangelion 2.0, you cannot advance. This makes a ton of sense, um, honestly. Like, there's there's so many shots in this, and it and it also works with the like, you know, very biblical, almost historical take that you see in a lot of those productions. Um, like they yeah. feel like modern epics, I guess is a, is a way to put it. Like they're they're reconstructing and rebuilding these giant narratives that are um yeah larger larger than life it's just well and it's also, also just a very very impressive designer yeah also i'm not sure but there might be some metaphors happening in this there's not too many metaphors i fucking hate the metaphors bill well i just <laughs> i cannot stand the metaphors they need to stop trying to do this it's it it I mean, I think continued that... throughout the entire thing for me, where it was be like, "Wow, this story is kind of interesting," and the metaphor is just really showing its ass here, full front and center. I think this one, like, if if they just went with the like slavery metaphor that they're doing, yeah, like if, if they just with went that, with but... that, and maybe maybe don't fucking put the words the million machine march in see exactly it's so fucking trite it just makes it it takes this thing that like could be slightly alluded to as because my my problem with it it being so direct is not just the directness it's not just the fact that it's like you know out there in your face and and showing it full front and center because it's you could do that and have it be effective still my problem is that it is directly comparing black people to literal chattel to like literal objects that are are manufactured and saying that these things are if not exactly the same directly comparable however i would argue that they are saying that they are exactly the same because they are showing it as like a second um iteration of this as like a you know this happened once and then we did it again in the form of creating robots and then forcing those robots to do our labor. And so obviously these same things would happen the same. And that like requires a fundamental misunderstanding and like a a failure to truly understand um, humanity and a failure to truly understand like what makes those things legitimately different. Well, yeah, yeah. What makes these things different in that like we created one of them like we created one of them and and like set each of its parameters right like right like my the way to look at this and to look at this um uh what's the word like uh in the best light possible is to look at it as a failure to understand um, artificial intelligence and a failure to understand machines and hoping that the writers and directors of this um thought that fail failed to understand humanity as well because boy i'd be real happy if this is a complete misunderstanding of how humanity actually is but <laughs> i yeah like that is the most charitable that's what i was for reading of this but like it just it just felt very bad to me and so they they go from this like uh very obvious and strong slavery metaphor and to a holocaust metaphor to a holocaust metaphor to uh global warming metaphor did you glitch out here unsure i think adric was not doing a bit there 
and their computer just glitched out horrendously. As I'll just keep talking about this stuff. I like when the robot smashes the guy's head in and uh, it turns into just a brain. Um, that's fun visuals. I think the lion's share of what I really enjoyed with this was just the visuals, not the, the like, uh, the story was convoluted and the metaphors were very ham-fisted, but I think that the visuals were just, you know, good sakuga for maybe 10 minutes. All right. Where's Adric? I'm stuck. I'm, I'm lost and all alone. Yeah, there you are. All right. All right. So luckily, you seem to have glitched out like right at the end of the first part uh, where the machines make make their own nation. Uh, putting it right by Israel sure was a choice. Yep, sure was a choice. I, once again, sincerely do not agree with this. Yeah. See, the thing is, there's all this stuff that I disagree with, but then I really like that they cut to, like, a car commercial in the middle of it. Yeah. Just stuff like that. No. Stuff like that is so good. The visuals are really good. It's just um, these, like, couple of, of strong metaphorical choices that really don't work, that just, like, extend themselves way beyond... Well, and just, like, really dumb stuff, like, all the members of the UN, like, the UN delegation just getting up and beating the shit out of these robots. It's just not... Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, why why would anyone ever do that? And then, once again, the use of, like, uh, I don't know, violence against women as a, like, I, I don't know, as a tool for communicating brutality. And then you just like yeah. transpose it onto robots and act like uh, is the same. It's just it's weak. It's weak writing. It yeah. feels like using. It feels like trying to tell an epic story, and then you just like put a meme in front of it, and it's just like this is the story right. I'm telling. Uh, except yeah. it's worse because it's you know shit that actually is some of the most important events in human history, and you're like my robot story is as important as this, right? Yeah. And if they could just get away from that and get away from the self-importance um, that that implies, it would be awesome. Let me see. Part two, uh, where humans show off how just ungodly stupid they are yep. by being like, we're just going to blot out the sun. That'll work. That's their energy source, as though it isn't our energy source in its entirety as well. And also, um, like, the inconsistency between, like, people knowing how to shut down these machines and being very capable at it and and uh, just being absolute goofuses just being like well we'll just turn out the sun doesn't make any sense except for you know just a plot contrivance which is fine yeah. i guess but it it once again it's like one of these things that works against and obliterates taking the rest of the like context seriously and you've got to like constantly like restart your engine of suspending your disbelief <laughs> it gets yeah. exhausting after a little while uh i did like in the trenches when they were wheeling around that um that tv with the televangelist on it yeah that was sweet um i liked that i especially liked that they based the televangelist on wally george because he's just the goofiest looking televangelist <laughs> ever and he's the only one that you ever need to reference it's perfect have you ever have you seen Wally George? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, I good. Wanna, I want to re. Yes, okay. This is who I was thinking of with the. Oh man, is he still alive? No way. No, okay. no, he died, died in two thousand three. Okay, yeah, I saw but a much older he... picture of him that I was not expecting to see. Oh, hilarious looking person. <laughs> well, also looking anyway. extremely normal. He looks like a beetle was like um uh stuck inside of that like uh baking room in howl's moving castle <laughs> <laughs> took away all of their magic <laughs> <laughs> um have we gotten into second renaissance part two yeah okay yeah oh right because that's when they kick off into the um yep um yeah the, the sky uh, all the war out. scenes i really liked that robot horse the robot horse is with sick as the, hell. With the robot riding on it. Yeah. Like, that was it, super, it super didn't sweet. make any real sense. Which I love. That's um, that's one 
Matrix is peak Matrix for me is when it's not trying to make sense and to like carry well, forward a making, logical yeah, arc. Yeah, when it's making emotional sense. Yeah. Rather than trying to make any any logistical sense. Because my problem is isn't that they block out the sun to shut down the robots. It's that they explained to me that they blocked out the sun to block to or to shut down the robots, and that this was a strategy. Actually, yeah, it made sense. I mean, at at its core, the Matrix makes no logistical sense. No, mostly because they made Lily and Lana change it because they didn't yep. think that people would be able to understand that they were using humans for their processing power which makes so much than, more sense logically yeah to take their biothermal energy it's like Ridiculous. you still have to feed them humans like, are so inefficient <laughs> right and yeah it just doesn't make any sense but we're a very effect we're very effective processors that's like one of yeah the most valuable things about us is that we can convert one of the best things we do it's the only thing we do basically <laughs> is convert fuel into processing and like organic fuel right. processing and you could like make a very compelling argument for that or at least one that isn't refutable the same way that <laughs> the um biomass is and then it ends on that um that scene well it doesn't end on it uh but that scene of the little kid playing in the playing in the wastes yeah or in the i particularly liked that scene just because you know I think that's a better yeah. metaphor than any of the other things that they were going for. I agree. Um, just that idea of losing losing your family and your home to machines. To machines and to man at the same time, right? Like like choices made by man yeah. and um, yeah, the execution of their power onto it and... Yeah, and it's also like um, it's not it's not dealing in the level of specificity that makes it feel like you are both making your own story trite and um, taking advantage of the more direct events that happened that have happened in human history. Yeah. Um, also, I fucking love the actual last. I think it's the last scene where the uh, the big scary robot gets in front of the UN um i don't remember this uh the exact quote is your flesh is a relic of your vessel (laughs) yes it's so good it's so good fucking sign he signs something (laughs) with a like barcode yeah that's sick as hell it's sick as hell yeah no i hand over your flesh and a new world awaits you we demand it and they're like it's uh, so good <laughs> well they don't even have time to think about it Boom. before it sets off a fucking nuke yeah and it's we like get hell yeah akira all right and then it's the uh yeah after that is the yeah i just give it the it's, kids it's in the ashes okay that's why i got confused uh and once again yeah this is like t- totally cribbing from akira but it works yeah it, it totally and works winter. and it's it's so much better than anything else that was in this. Yeah. Um, and the animation's really aside good, Aside from that robot horse. Yeah, the animation is great throughout this whole one. But yeah, I, I, if they had just cleaned up the metaphors a bit, then I think it would have worked a bit better. Yeah. But... What are you gonna do? Uh, yeah, move on to the, the next one. The transition from, like, the, the kid freaking out into being, like, contained in one of the capsules is really good. It, like, that, like tells the story without over explaining it to anyway right program um, anyway next one program this one this one was lame was yeah uh directed by yoshiaki kawajiri who also did ninja scroll and vampire hunter d oh that's cool and a yeah bunch of like edgelord shit from the 90s yeah i would describe this as extremely edgelord yeah what is what is with the um uh every single person wanting to cast a Japanese woman and a black man uh opposed to each know. other inside of simulations yeah. over and over again? It's a little fetishistic, honestly. I mean 
I like that it isn't just white people, and that's one of the things that I've always liked. Like I yeah, enjoy totally. that about the Matrix in a general sense. No, and I and I is that I love yeah, the way that the crews like, are are diverse every time. That's that's cool as hell. Um, it is specifically in Animatrix. There are multiple yeah. <laughs> of this exact where it's just like uh who are who are going to be the people that are in love and fighting uh i don't know uh asian lady and a black guy sure sure print it do it again okay really <laughs> <laughs> um duo and sis are are cool names and and sis is very very funny given the additional context of the wachowskis yes uh great um i also like her her character designs cool i like her big hair Oh yeah, yeah. I I like enormous hair. Yeah, enormous hair. Like is very I, fun. I I I like that as a character design for uh, choice mm-hmm. for animation, just because you can't really do that in reality. Yeah, like you can, but it's good God, does that ever work? Um, as someone who puts his hair up every day, geez. yeah, it's work. It's work. My hair looked uh, like a slightly less exaggerated version of that this morning. I will send you a picture. <laughs> um, this uh, strongly implies that so they they they're fighting whatever these two people um, they're they're fighting just like sparring, and then he tells her out of the blue that uh, he is going to try to escape the matrix and that it's all settled and done and whatever. And she's like, "No, well, it's not that's so much stupid. out of the blue." Yeah, there's. Because they are already talking about like, do you wish you didn't take the red pill? You know. Yeah, it's a it's a continued it's a contiguous problem in shorts. So I don't like hold them that accountable for it. Right? It's just like you only have so much time in these things, and so they move very yeah. quickly and shortcut a lot of ideas. And that's whatever. Um, like it's they, they got to make the story happen. Um, I did like the. Um... The way that color was being used in this. Yeah, totally. And they also like played um, 3D and 2D animation relatively well. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's kind of a universal with yeah. these. I didn't see any of these where it was like egregious, the two, the 3D mapped onto 2D. Yeah. Um, and then they fight for a while and she does a good job fighting and kills him. Yeah. And uh, he's like, I love you and dies, which... Um, given the the context in the next fifteen seconds that this is a simulation the whole time, uh, and was just yeah. meant to test her aptitude, is just a real fucking it, dick move. <laughs> right? Like, why would you do that after? Right? <laughs> like, she's executed all of these things. Uh, clearly, was you know influenced to believe that these two had a strong relationship at the start of this. Was you know um, coerced into these feelings through the simulation, and then. Uh, is dealt an emotional uh, an emotionally manipulative blow immediately before ending the simulation to come back to reality right that's like just well, bad well and also like after ostensibly the test would be over right our test now is to see if you present us after we've emotionally manipulated you yeah the way that we find out if you fail is if we have another matrix one situation <laughs> god it would <laughs> It would be like giving someone a swim test and then when they get out, like just throwing water balloons at them. <laughs> no, it would be like holding them under. This was bad. Yeah. <laughs> just waiting until they get to the end of the thing and then stepping on their head. Yes. This <laughs> yeah. was bad. Um... And I think that's, God, that's kind of a universal with these. There are other ones that I really like. Yeah. Uh, and God, the next one's actually the exact opposite for me because the next one uh world record is i really like the story yeah like the concept of the story but the visuals were i did not like this animation style at all i didn't love it i didn't hate it um i still had some problems with the like once again the metaphor that they were trying to um espouse here is doesn't quite work for me and like um what yeah my my problem with it is that it um if you extend the metaphor to what it's saying um disability is failure and disability is like um not allowing yourself to um 
experience the full potential of your existence and of your life. And in order to like show your ability or to show that you are even a threat to um, uh, the like powers that be in society, you need to um, fix your disability as opposed to working within it and, you know, continuing to show your humanity because um, just to like quickly summarize uh, this is like a track athlete who is like uh, attempting to, you know, it, it push the bounds of humanity, uh, which is, I think the metaphor continues to work there. Like people pushing the bounds of humanity within their own, um, within their space and within their field that they are, um, that they are excellent in is, is a message about like what makes humanity special. Um, yeah. So what I was saying, what to there was, I looked up the director and <laughs> uh-huh. he also he he directed redline what's redline it's like uh it's kind of like sci-fi initial d oh interesting like honestly we should do it for the podcast because sure. it, it fucking it rocks and yeah. people haven't heard of it like me. um but the uh, redline i really like the visual style of but huh. this i did not <laughs> i mean it seemed um made kind of inexpensively or like shortcutting in a lot of places but the but it sounds like you had a problem with the visual style as a style it, mostly like the human faces yeah. like just the way that faces looked in this yeah it looked a lot like and uh this will be a ongoing thing for the series for me or for these shorts for me uh, they looked like the faces of all the people in Eon Flux, which I do not oh, like. Yeah, I get that. That's actually like just there's this weird gauntness to them, and there's a lack of naturalism to it. Yeah, that I I don't think works for a human face. I hear that. I hear that. Like it makes everyone read as like completely off or like weirdly intimidating. Also, like his coach was absolutely the worst. <laughs> this like, is that's, true. <laughs> it sucked so bad. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> like, no doubt. dude, stop, stop moving your fucking hands. <laughs> but no, I think that there's, I, I think that there's a better version of this story. And yeah. I think that it doesn't have the last scene. I think that it, he just dies there. Because it also doesn't make any sense that the machines would be like, let's keep him alive and put him in a hospital. Um, like, I, no, he I just flush his ass, run him through a food processor. Like, I agree partially. Um, it is consistent with the rest of the Matrix narrative of, like, the machines, like, having some kind of, like, ego to them that makes them try to be better than humans or, like, you know, better than humans within very specific parameters. And one of the yeah. things that they reference a lot is that like humans within the matrix are, they believe to be their like something that they are stewarding and that it is their job to maintain at all costs. And so as long as somebody is still within the matrix, they don't, um, they don't expunge them. That is like a thing that they're Here's pretty the thing, consistent though. with. He exited the matrix. He got, he came back though. He came back though. Yeah. It's fine. Kind of. It's fine. But I, I do think that is a, a consistency and not something that I have a particular problem with. I mean, I just think that as as a story, it's better if it just ends there and he dies. I agree. 100%. And you could write that without modifying the um the like structure. Without modifying anything. Yeah, without modifying like, the canon of, of the Matrix or anything like that. Yeah. You literally just go like, and then the guy's dead. Yeah. And we don't have to have this, you know, talk about cherry pie. I kind of like that, actually. I thought that was funny. I wasn't sure if they were saying, like, the cherry pie would take you out of the Matrix. Yep. <laughs> like, it's if that's of kind of their their metaphor is like, hey, if you can achieve peak human performance in any field, then... Oh, I wonder. That would make it worse for me. Get out. <laughs> if you can achieve... Yeah. <laughs> that would make it a lot worse for me. I enjoyed it just being inane chatter. Let's talk about I... kid story. I'm ready to move on. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, this one no. sucks so bad. This one's I mean, so much worse. It's so much worse, except for, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it as somebody who actually knows how to skate as opposed to uh, poser skating like me, but I thought that was kind it's, of fun, the skating I scenes mean, themselves. none of it makes any sense. No. 
Absolutely like the not. motion doesn't make any sense. It's just cool to see um, a skateboard in animation. Sometimes it can be done much better. Yeah, I don't. Maybe I've been you know poisoned by seeing uh, uh, Skate the Infinity last year. Good poison, which was like actually kind of good. Yeah, it it was very dumb and very unrealistic, but but like had at some the show. very least, yeah, they had like some effort into it. Yeah. But the the larger problem here is the story. The story is Garbo Town. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, and also this is just exactly the type of shit on a computer that has poisoned the modern world. Yes, exactly. It's like it's like uh, black pilling or red pilling is is the meme that it is because of things like this. I think where yeah, kids who are young. Um, get tricked into thinking that society is a thing that you can um productively you not can participate in you can yeah and that if you are smart enough if you are clever enough if you don't believe in um in society as a concept then you are better and you can escape and also that suicide is a viable form of escape is like um yeah is and like uh and is a um effective alternative to like um participating productively in society and that isn't to say that like you know um people hurt themselves for for any number of reasons but this is specifically like glorifying it as um as rebellion means by which to yeah to rebel from society and to escape society like yeah and that looks way darker um or way way worse i should say uh to correct my language um that looks way way worse in the light of like school shootings and uh school shootings immediately followed by suicide and like by people who are disillusioned with the world and who believe that it takes a a jarring set of actions in order to like um escape from the matrix uh, is a term that people literally use and it is such a failing of yeah of writing it's such a, a, a colossal misstep with something that is a very this dangerous is, this is 2003 yeah. like this is not before any of that shit had happened like fucking columbine was four years earlier yeah just a deeply deeply foolish piece of also writing. i'm i'm very very much under the impression that whoever wrote this never took a college class like <laughs> What the fuck is this class? The guy's just standing up there and writing on a chalkboard. Yeah. That's it. He doesn't say anything aside from just pissing and moaning about how this guy's getting cell phone calls. <laughs> Clearly, it's not interrupting anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, then the other thing that bothered me later on, when he runs through the women's restroom, uh-huh. which is Trope just city. dumb and tropey yeah. on itself, um, why does he climb up? As opposed to Why jumping climb, down? As a as opposed to climbing down oh. to sliding sliding down the same fucking thing that he just went up on. I thought it literally I thought it literally was impossible. Like it looked like the pipe like went into the wall. I could be totally wrong. Does it? I don't think they ever showed it like I thought they showed him looking down and here I can find the not that it matters at all. Yeah. Um, and well, while I'm looking this up, we can talk about the funeral monologue is just piss. Oh, no, you're right. They don't show it. They just show him looking down. Yeah. Yeah. The funeral monologue is fu- like, it's the type of thing where afterwards you would just be like, what the fuck was that idiot talking about? Like, why? Why did we have his teacher do a <laughs> shit ass mom? <laughs> the teacher who he hated. The teacher who he hated, who everybody knew who he hated, who he was... Yeah. running away from in the moment of his death <laughs> what the fuck <sighs> yeah what it what it yeah just what an awful piece of writing i just i'm this is this is offensive yeah. media yeah i hated it anyway uh from that we go to beyond which i really liked this one um i need to familiar oh that was my favorite one this is my favorite one by yeah. a mile like not even yeah, fucking by a close. wide margin. This one was awesome. This is the one of the coolest uses of the world of the Matrix I've ever seen. Yeah, it was just like, like it, just conceptually. Yes, 
Oh my god, it was so Ugh. cool. Um, animation looked great. On top of that, the styling yeah. looked great. We start we start on just like a bunch of bored salaryman faces, and it looks so good. Like yes. I, I really like just that shot of faces walking by the camera and how how they are all just so blatantly bored. <laughs> and the um, this is the one with the scene where it like then speeds up and and shows the like people crossing very quickly, right? Yep. Yeah. And, and that that looks super super cool and then they cut to um a similar intersection but with like life to it and uh with the animals and with the uh when the like uh crossing sign goes on and it's just like a crow standing yep. in the middle like what's going on? And then the cat <laughs> runs across. It's just delightful. It's so good. And the the rainbow collar on the cat with the the little bell jingle. Mhm. It's beautiful. like this one. God, it's so much better. It's it's and and honestly like, it's up. so colorful. It's so, yeah, it's just fun. It's just fun. Also, it's I, so much I, fun. I didn't wind up looking up all of the actors on this one. Yeah. Uh, this one's directed by Koji Morimoto, hey. who is on the animation department for Akira. Yeah. The director of Memories. Yeah um god that shot of her holding the clock let's see oh, i guess they did a tv show in 2019 too or no one episode character designer one episode huh never mind they're the animation director on mind game no kidding oh that's yes that makes a ton of sense <laughs> it really makes the, the the movement feels the same and yeah like commitment to delineation between the background and the the characters and allowing yourself to make extremely detailed backgrounds and then have characters move fluidly within that space. Yes. And yeah. there's also like some of these, the camera work too feels very similar where it's like would normally be a static shot and the camera just like wobbles a little bit. And it's not my favorite, but it, it ends up working quite well. Yeah. Oh God. And there's the shot of her when she meets the kids and she, and it's, it, it's cut down from below her eyes. Um, looking from a weird angle because the kids are looking at her from a weird angle on the other side of this fence. Yep. It's yeah, just I, good I really filmmaking. like doing that kind of stuff. And that's just all... making these kids look all fucking weird. Yes. There's such good character designs and there's such believable um, characters. Yeah, I also wanted to look up the um the actors for this because it's like it they sound like the kids in Rugrats. They do. They totally do. Like um, I'm not sure that they are. Um, so Hetty but... Burris, Heather Burris, um, Hetty Heather Burris um, was the voice actor for um, Yoko, and she's uh, done a bunch of stuff. We've also got cats. Oh, uh, Tressa McNeil's in there. Uh huh. Um, she's she did like all kind like almost all of the female voices in The Simpsons aside from like marge oh that makes sense actually uh, she was she was dot in animaniacs yep um also just tons of female voices in futurama yeah the um, heather who played yoko um is uh yuna in just about every final fantasy or yuna or the, the oh. english voice actor for yuna and all of the nope i found it i found it i oh. found the one it's kat suchi kat she Suchi is the voice she is the voice oh, of both yep. Lil and Phil yep. in Rugrats. Nice. Nice fucking call. That's awesome. Good job. It's just like they sound exactly like them. Um so the the she's looking for her cat, um, scouring the neighborhood. We get a couple like shots of her talking with her neighbors, and then <laughs> there's one where the kid goes, Ice cream as, as a response. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's just so cute. Um and then meets so up with good. some of the neighborhood kids who are like I don't know. She probably went to the haunted house. Which doesn't make any sense, but makes sense check. in kids' logic. Is like, right. I'm both looking for an excuse to go to this haunted house, and, you know, it's the place where I see, uh, where I, you know, may have seen other animals in the past being weird. Yeah. And... So they go to this haunted house, and, and it's kind of just like a bombed out building. Yeah. Um, And everything, like, things are just like, floating above the ground yeah. the first thing we see is like a soup can that is just hovering above the ground like 
about you know three centimeters or whatever and yeah. then we cut to the like, shot of this maybe. like very scary looking um uh truck machine oh yeah uh, that is like encroaching on it and we cut back between the shots of like aerial shots of this haunted house while she's like exploring it so it's like building tension the whole time both from the haunted house perspective of like this is an inherently scary place but then we're shown the like true um like kicked into understanding what the true thing to be afraid of is is not the strangeness here the strangeness here like shows itself to be like delightful and yeah. interesting and kind the true like horror is benign. the sanita- like the sanitization of it yeah well and i i think that there's something to be said with the matrix as a concept works extremely well for horror yeah like and, and a lot of these other ones they weren't really like pushing into that and it's specifically this one has that like j-horror aspect to it yeah it's so good. They just they they take um the rules of of the matrix and the what is implied by there being a space that is real but not real and the fact that physics would occasionally just like break down and glitch yeah. in interesting ways and just play with it and it's the coolest. That's it. Well, and there's also like at the end they pave over it. Yeah. Like, they pave over it with a parking lot, and it it is this whole, like, metaphor for a loss of magical spaces and just gentrification. Yeah, and the metaphor actually A loss of, yeah, like, just this loss of, like, anything interesting. Yeah, of of the beautiful and, like, slightly dangerous and strange. Right. Ugh, it's Uh. so good. Just watch this one. I don't give a shit. Just watch this one. Yeah pretty much uh and the cat's then little we move tail on. is so cute the little paintbrush tail oh yeah like yeah anyway it it also just like the character design all works for me like i really uh yeah this one's good watch this one this one's the best it's not close um then we get to detective story it's fine which is a shit ass name <laughs> it's so bad it's so bad it is one of the ones that i like let myself enjoy more than the others because it wore its tropes on its sleeve and like was it 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 at least felt like the pulp that it was you know yeah it at least knew what it was and it knew what it was doing yeah um let me see uh the sign for his detective agency very stupid Uh, it's it's just a it's a gun (laughs) That's like funny. It, 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 oh, the sign is just a big just fake gun <laughs> yes it's like what are you advertising here buddy yeah the cat was cute i liked the cat and the, the cat was cute it threw him his hat at mm-hmm. one point that it, like it was a bit over the top but you know what whatever it, it charmed me the like um, um half future half retro technology was kind of cool yeah that was weird like I, I was trying to think like it's not it's not steampunk it's not cyberpunk it's it's like something but it's just retrofuturism just the just like with yeah. a, a slightly different aesthetic but the like the like switchboard yeah. based when i think of, yeah when computing. i think of retrofuturism though i always think of the 1950s style yeah which is very different from this yeah but whatever what is this like that 30s? works as a term 20s 30s i mean i don't know like as far as when you think it's set or or like what what they're pulling from like 1890s like they're pulling from noirs as far as like a large bit of the aesthetic goes of course Um, yeah yeah yeah. but they're just trying to figure out the time frame oh sure i would think like late 90s yeah late 1890s it doesn't really look that similar to much else that i've seen yeah because it's it's got like kind of a blade runner feel yeah but yeah not not too much of a blade runner feel at yeah. the same time i think that's the closest analog though it's cool i don't know that the scenery is cool the actual like um structure of it is of the story is kind of lame yeah i think one thing that i really would have liked is if he had just shut up for like maybe 20 10 15 seconds <laughs> ever yeah. at like any point yeah he has 
the worst there's lines. There's a line at the end when he is uh, found Trinity and the uh, agents are coming after them. And he says the line, they hired me as a way of getting to you, didn't they? It's like, yeah, yeah, no, sh- you you're a detective. You're a, like, that's like, that's your whole job. You do nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> there's no mystery here. <laughs> they hired it's, you uh, as a way of or they hired me as a way of getting to you it is impossible to do anything else if you are doing your job your job right. is to find her yes uh, <laughs> stupid <laughs> what's next like, I, yeah i think you could just cut a bunch of dialogue out of this and it would be fine yeah um, it would have been better oh this one kind of sucked uh next is matriculated, matriculated. oh uh i forgot to get the one uh detective story oh this is the oh, same the person that directed kids story uh well this directed <laughs> cowboy bebop the movie samurai shampoo uh, interesting carol and tuesday which was much more recent carol and tuesdays all these are kind of really good what oh uh mobile suit gundam 0083 wow have you seen carol and tuesday yet no, I haven't. It's a delight. It's really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe in the subsequent sixteen years, uh, <laughs> it improved a little bit. Learned how to carry your metaphors. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Matriculated. Matriculated. So this I, I was mentioning that because the first thing that I looked up with matriculated was. All right, who's this director? Uh, yeah, of course it's the person who did Eon Flux. Yep, because it looks, it looks so bad. Exactly like Eon Flux. It looks so bad. This is the worst mixing of three D and two D I've ever seen. Peter Chung. Yeah. The thing is, I really I like these backgrounds. I like in the, the initial stuff. I like like some of the character designs. I like that fucking little jar monster. Yeah. The jar with monsters the, with the big eyes. The, Love him. Uh, Bush baby. Baby. Babies. Yeah. It's just but like all this. All this background stuff looks very H.R. Giger. Um, it's just anytime anything moves on screen, it sucks. Uh, for me, it wasn't that. It was anytime that there's a person like all the robots. I like. Really? I thought the robots I... moved poorly. Also, the like way that their tentacles moved or the way that their like little spindly legs moved were all very like belabored and stupid to me um mm. and like all of the action between the robots was also belabored and stupid it was like i'm going to uh, uh use my body in the way that requires the least amount of interesting animation um god the cuts were super bad too i'm just like watching the beginning of this and it like yeah cuts completely away from the impact of the first robot or the um, the second robot jumping on the other good one and smashing its head into the floor. It doesn't show any of that because it would have been difficult to animate. And so they just didn't do it. And so we don't get the most interesting part of the action. Yeah. And that simply keeps happening. And then the story's shit also, man. Yeah, this story's real bad. The story's the worst. It's, it's like... We need to convince, uh, we need to capture and convince robots that working for us is good. And by working for us, what we mean is, one, is we're going to be high and mighty g- about go it. Go fucking kill yourself. Is, like, go <clears throat> jump in front of a gun for me. Yeah, like, over and over again. And I'm also not going to turn yeah. you on until I need you, which is, right. like, also going to end up sounds killing Sounds like a hell. Yeah. It sounds, yeah. All, all you do is you sit in permanent stasis until the moment I turn you on. Um, in that moment that I turn you on is also the same moment that you need to um, decide to sacrifice Fight for your, your life for life. me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and also, um, like, also in this in this initial scene, um, so they lure two of these little guys in, and then they release a bigger guy on it. Um, they are just seeing which one will survive, so that they will stun it and train. And try to convert the one that is strongest, and that is yeah. Once again, like, ghoulish, ghoulish, and yeah, because and... they're just like, oh well, we sacrificed one of our other robots that we convinced to work for us with the sole goal of getting a different, better robot. It's like super Jesus fucked. Christ. And then they go into 
they like the way that they convince this uh, the robots is that they all plug into each other and uh, go into this like um, metaphorical this... hell world. Yeah, and like, like th- this just like kaleidoscope nightmare. There's like a couple of cool bits in there, but it is saturated with um, just like I don't know manic pixie dream fuckery and, and kind of their explanation for it is like all all reality is virtual to machines yeah but also this that this machine... guy who like that's the thing with this the way that this person draws faces everyone looks like a malicious actor to me it's true. Like, My fighter there's, plate there's just something about everyone. Yeah. The way that all these faces look, it's just like, no, that person has done war crimes. There's no way. <laughs> I cannot take any of you. The only reason why the robot is the most sympathetic actor here in this like uh like weird world is that they don't have a human face. Right. Uh. It's detestable. I hate this one. This this one sucked. Also, they killed the bush baby. They killed the bush baby for really? no reason. Like that sucks. That sucks. Um, they killed everybody for also, no reason. They had this beautiful base yeah. built on a hill and never um like, There's no like security. Yeah. No like actual security there. They had no concept in their heads that they would ever be found or that any of these robots that they lured to their base would ever they have also tracking didn't, on like, them. I don't know. Turn on one of the robots to just be like, hey, you wanna watch out while we're all like fucking inside of a simulation no we're just no like literally all of us including this bush baby and fucking when they realize that that's happening when they realize that they're being attacked by sentinels which sentinels are just like played with way too much in this as to like how powerful or how now powerful they are um yeah uh they're all like excited to fight uh them like i don't know how else to describe it they're like they these characterizations don't make sense. One of them runs to the window and says, Sentinels. And then they like get a smirk on their face and they're like, yeah, we're ready to fight. And then all of them get killed instantly. <laughs> yeah. They do like uh. dramatic pushings of buttons to be like, yeah, we got this shit. We, we, we you know, own this totally. Um, and then they also, all instantly get killed. <laughs> also, there's a Wilhelm scream in here. Yeah, which, which like, come on. I personally really hate those, especially like... God, especially in a cartoon yeah and, and something like this where you're ostensibly trying to be serious this is the the serious moment in this thing also yeah, it, um... it, it gets undercut by throwing a guy across the room and doing a wilhelm scream yeah just stupid i don't want to talk about this one anymore yeah uh which means that we have one more this one sucks more <laughs> The final <laughs> flight of Osiris. This is the worst one. Why even bother with this one? This has nothing I interesting don't... to say. Yeah. I mean, it has a lot to say about fighting while you're blindfolded. It has... Actually, getting, I lied. Getting horny about stuff you can't see. It is. It, it has one interesting thing to say, and it's that uh, somehow in having access to infinite space... Um, infinite ability to modify what you look like and your abilities and everything else um that this is the most interesting thing that the writers could come up with as to how people would explore uh, yeah. sexually ever everyone loves this dojo from the first matrix movie i i swear they included it just so that they could have the dojo in here at all otherwise there's nothing else yeah. this thing exists on on its own merits it doesn't do uh, yeah it, it really doesn't do anything there's also like they keep doing this like eyeline thing, but they're blindfolded where where it's like <laughs> they kind of look over and smirk and it's like, well, you're, you're blindfolded. blindfolded. This is stupid. What are, what are you looking over? <laughs> it doesn't do anything. Um, once again, it's like everybody's just sort of fucking around and then um, in an instant things are going to shit and suddenly we go from like y'all have been capable of surviving in this world for how long um and yeah and you know living on the edges of on uh, the edges of everything and then suddenly you're surprised by there being sentinels like did you not have a plan for this we already saw in the first matrix what you do when you're when the sentinels get a lock on you you 
fire an EMP and you skitter off to and the next section. Away. Yeah. And they just like conveniently take that out so that they can get this like dramatic death scene of like warning Zion. And it's like, what the fuck is Zion going to do? Do they not have seismographs to right. tell when somebody is burrowing? Like nobody thought about how like, any of like this just work. Any kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm willing to let that go if you're also telling an interesting story with the circumstances. But, but that's uh, it. That's the story. The story is that yeah. all of this is happening. I the story in it seems like it's entirely servicing trying to do interesting visuals and fail. And yeah, it, it all winds up kind of like this muddy Advent children looking <laughs> thing That's where where it's just like they have all these pores on their face and it's just like ah oh, yep you sure you did it yeah cool um what a and then like to, to end on this one yeah <laughs> well and the fact that her entire thing like they they put her into the matrix right yeah they jack her into the matrix and she like breaks through the the window of a high-rise building and it's like running across a, the roof of a building and then flipping through all these like pipes and stuff and then she puts a package in a mailbox and dies i did it <laughs> like, way to go puts a package like, in a what? mailbox looks over at an old woman and is like i sure hope this works and she's like huh and dies <laughs> All right, whatever, weirdo. Oh my god. (laughs) Stupid. She Yeah, she just pulls out her cell phone and dies. Stupid. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's the Animatrix. Oh, uh, that last one was directed by Andrew Jones, who only directed, like, three things. How did he make the cut Um, into this? I don't know. Like... So stuff that he did prior to this, uh, digital stunt sequence supervisor for Digital Domain on Titanic. Okay. And then animation supervisor on Godzilla 1998, the the Matthew Broderick Godzilla movie. I can't tell if I'm being too mean, but is this just like white mediocrity being rewarded? I don't know. I don't know if he had, because the other thing. There's no way that he had a reel. Yeah, what? He Does worked on two things prior to this. I guess animation. He's an IMDb. Oh, all right. He was animation director on Final Fantasy of the Spirits Within. That should be a strike against you, not a. Not a... <laughs> you would think. <laughs> a reason you should. One would imagine. It. How did he get that? How did he get that in the first place? That also explains why all these character models look so fucking dog shit. <laughs> God. Yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Uh, anyway, go uh, watch. Yeah, that's the that's the Animatrix. Go watch Beyond. If you don't watch anything else, you'll be fine. Yeah, basically that one. I don't know. I still, I I like the visuals in the second Renaissance ones. Yeah, I I just can't. I I can't get over how poorly executed the the bad metaphor the bad metaphors are. But there are some interesting yeah. visuals in there. And there's like interesting things throughout this. And I think that like surmises my review of like it kept reeling me back in and then kept kicking me down the stairs. And that just yeah. happened over and over again. But at the very least, it's pretty watchable. It's pretty watchable. Yeah. In comparison, yeah. once again, in comparison to some of the, the true trash we've watched on here, leagues mm-hmm. and leagues beyond. There's a lot of competency here on display. Yeah. Yes. And this is 18 years before the crypto land cartoon was made which displayed so much competency yes (laughs) true cyberpunk in that one oh the other thing is that the cast in this is pretty stacked it's as far as like john dimaggio's in here tom kenny yeah uh tara strong um oh i was wondering i thought that was tara strong i didn't actually look uh she was in two different ones nice no three all right so she was misha in beyond the nurse in world record and a crew woman in final flight of the osiris fair enough yeah it it's weird to me that it felt like final flight of the osiris was like their big one where they're like oh this is gonna be the really cool one that we put all the money into 
and they could have just spent some more time like writing yeah. on it and, and like actually you should have been writing be, like... instead of riffing right that's all i gotta say about that anyway that's the animatrix you got a you got a numerical review for it how many of these were there nine two out of nine two oh. out of nine animatrices <laughs> how about you yeah I'll, I'll give it uh two two uh yeah same thing yeah uh, maybe three three seems three actually pretty fair bugs in human eyes out of nine hell yeah that was a, that was a cool shot actually <laughs> thanks <Yeah>. for listening <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, y'all. And big thanks to the composer of our theme, Miles Morkery, and to Bernadette Meeker, the artist for our thumbnail. We're OnTwosPod on Twitter.com. Our website is OnTwos.club. You're the best. Good night. Good night. <laughs>